Welcome to episode 27 of the Comic Book Physics Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month, the topic is inspired by Daredevil 181, which is this week's topic on the unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels countdown. So we're going to take a look at Daredevil's radar sense, which wasn't actually a big part of the issue, since that's told from Bullseye's perspective, and Bullseye has no idea how that works or that it exists. But here we're trying to wrap our heads around how Daredevil's blindness is compensated for by his radar sense, what his radar sense is, and how it works. The problem is complicated a little bit by the differing and increasingly complex descriptions that we get on the comic page. It has been explained in four completely different ways. One of the earliest descriptions is more like sonar than radar, to the point that when Matt Murdock was walking in the legal offices, they'd actually lettered in ping, ping, ping sound effects around the different devices around him. So you have to look at how sonar works. So with sonar, a sound wave is emitted. When sound waves hit surfaces, they reflect, which is how you get echoes. And sonar depends on that sound wave returning to the source. So you have to be both the source and the detector of the sound waves. Now, at least one of the source or the speaker and the detector or the microphone have to be directional. So we have to know what direction the sound that we are detecting went along. So whether it's because you've got a directional speaker, so all the sound only went one direction, or whether it's a directional microphone, so the speaker broadcast in all directions, but the microphone said, hey, it's reflecting off something to our right or above us. That's something that you can choose to do and set up differently for different situations. Now, knowing the time difference between when the sound was emitted and when it was received is going to be twice the travel time in one direction because it has to go there and back. Then we have the ability to multiply the travel time by the speed of sound to get distance. Now, this is assuming the source is stationary. If the source is in motion, then it's not quite that half the travel time. But if you can measure the Doppler effect or how things are affected when sounds reflect off things, you can measure speeds as well as distances. So you can figure out the speed of the thing that you bounced off of knowing your own speed and knowing how the sound has changed by the Doppler effect. The Doppler effect is what makes the sound of stock car engines seem to change when they drive by you. If you're watching a race on TV, that sound is as because as they're approaching you, then the wave crests seem to be closer together because the sound has been following the wave or chasing it as it emits the next crest. So they come in closer together, you get a higher frequency, a higher pitch. When it goes from the it goes to a lower pitch on their drive away, that's because the crests are now being emitted further apart because the car has traveled away from the previous crest in between broadcasting. And I say crests because that's the way we picture waves. Sound waves are not actually transverse, meaning they don't have crests and troughs. They are longitudinal, meaning there's more and less compressed or compressions and rarefactions in the air. But anyway, sonar actually does allow for very precise measurement in all directions. You'll often hear people refer to it as 360 degrees. That's a two-dimensional measure. Matt Murdock, his radar sense works in all directions. So all three dimensions, but if you say all four pi steradians, most people don't want, don't know what the heck you're talking about. The problem with sonar is that it's not a constant picture. You need to transmit, pause, transmit again, and leave pauses between transmissions so you can count the pings as they are received. So because of those pauses, you're not really able to transmit to a rapidly changing environment like a fight. So that could be why this interpretation was dropped. Even then, the ears could easily serve as the directional receivers, but where does the omnidirectional transmitter come from? There are simply a lot of unanswered questions that make the sonar explanation really untenable. Now, the next of the four descriptions we're going to talk about is one that's not as popular as the rest, 
possibly because it's kind of creepy. Matt describes it as a new sense that is similar to having a sense of touch that fills the room. So he's feeling everything in the room the whole time. That might explain why Daredevil's such a horn dog, because he's effectively groping every woman in range at all times. But it also leads to major functioning problems. And our sense of touch depends on what different surfaces do to our skin. So for example, metals feel cold, not because their initial temperature is colder than the materials around them, but because we are warmer than our surroundings. And when we touch metals, which are good conductors, they conduct the heat out of our bodies and out of our nerve endings more efficiently than when we touch other materials. So in Celsius, typical room temperature is 21 degrees. Fahrenheit, it's more like 72. Body temperature is about 37 Celsius, about 99 Fahrenheit. Just round into the nearest whole number. When we touch something cooler than us, like something at room temperature, then our heat energy is transmitted to that thing and it cools our bodies. Metals do that more efficiently than non-metals and other conductors, so metals feel cold to us because our hands become colder when we touch metal than when we touch other materials. So this is very plausible in terms of how his powers actually work and what he can do with them. The question is, where are all these nerve endings? What is he actually feeling his surroundings with? How does he reach out and get this feedback? Why does he still need to touch newspapers to read the print if he can feel what's all around him? So it's just not really consistent with the way Daredevil's treated in most cases, which could be why there's really only one writer who described it this way for a couple of issues, and then that was dropped. Now, the original description was that it was just a side effect of his incredibly acute hearing. Air in a room or other environment is rarely completely still, especially outside air. And the idea was that Daredevil's hearing was good enough that he could actually hear the eddies and the turbulence as air flows around objects. And he was using that sound information to make a mental picture of his environment. That tends to work better than the descriptions you've had so far, but the problem is that with complex environments, it would be difficult to make that picture because of echoes, just as it's difficult to identify the source of a sound when you're in the woods. So the fourth and final description, and the most popular one, is that it's more like an actual radar. So he's somehow developed a brand new ability that replaces traditional vision with something new. With this new sense, he's so colorblind that he can't distinguish between black and white, but he has perfect depth perception in all directions. And this begs the question of which bodily organs are actually doing the job, as it would involve some form of signal transmission and reception, like the sonar interpretation, but a perpetual message in order to perceive things in all directions at all times, without the things you're perceiving sending out some sort of transmissions or signals. I would think that doctors would have noticed new organs that developed in his accent when he was a teen, so it's got to be some sort of modification to the way his eyes work that was somehow either not noticed or not understood. So with that interpretation, I'm going to give Daredevil's Radar Sense a conditional pass, because we just haven't seen enough of what's going on with his eyes since his accident to know whether or not that's the case. So that wraps up comic book physics for this month. Please join us the last Wednesday of every month for new chapters, and... Up until the last week of May, we will continue to take our inspiration from the unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown. That also releases every Wednesday, but that's not just the last Wednesday of the month, that is every week. Please feel free to rate this and any of the shows that you listen to on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcatcher you use if it supports ratings. It really does help the shows get noticed. And finally, thank you for listening.